Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Glad you're with us today. I want to say this. Zona and I want to say thank you for those that invest in this particular ministry. You could invest somewhere else, but you chose to invest here. We thank you. And in the name of Jesus, we are expanding like his... Amen. Amen. Big balloon. Already got big balloon, one balloon to take you up. You just hang on to that balloon as it blows up. You're going to be taken up. Wow, y'all are a little slow on that. It's called the rapture, in case you don't know. You're going to be taken up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The catching up of the church. You know what? I just I want to throw this out here to you. Jesus is coming for his church. Do you know why? It's so glorious. He's got to have the church right there with him. Ruling and reigning. Ruling and reigning. Ruling and reigning. Glory to God. You know, guys, I didn't put this up there, so... We're going to pray in a minute. And I'm I'm debating. I'm praying right now. We're staying in here, guys. Uh, Revelation chapter 1. Why don't you go there with me? Just keep playing, Richard. Book of Revelation. I encourage you to get in the book of Revelation. Not to freak you out. Most people looking at the big bad guys in here. It's If you look at it, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's one revelation. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 1. Uh, I'll, let, let me read chapter, I mean verse 4. Chapter 1, starting with verse 4. And John, to the seven churches were in, which are in Asia... Grace be unto you and peace from him which is, which was, and is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before the throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead. I like that phrase, first begotten of the dead. And the prince of the kings of the earth. And unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And, see that word and there? He's washed us in his own blood. And. He washed us from our sins in his own blood. His blood washed us from our own sins. And his blood hath made us kings and priests unto our God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. The blood of Jesus not only washes you from your sins, but it makes you a king and a priest unto our God. Revelation chapter 5. I had an intent. These are not, guys, these are, say this real loud. 
Was any of these scriptures on my notes? Okay. Y'all are hearing fresh from Jesus. That's what I want to hear. Revelation chapter 5. Let's look at verse 10. And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And hath made unto made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign where on earth we're reigning with the authority of heaven on earth Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. As it is where? I want you to remember, Jesus came to wash you in his own blood, qualifying you to be his representative on earth. You're called an ambassador. I want you to think about that for a moment. Let that sink in. You are an ambassador for Christ. You represent Him. That's why we we invest in the subject matters that we invest in for a whole month. Last month, it was about excelling. Excellence. That the excellency of the power may be of Him and not of us. It's His authority. It's His power. And He gives it to us, delegated it to us, if you would, in order for us to represent Him. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. So, Turn to your neighbor and say, you're not looking at a squirrel. You're looking at royalty. Glory to God. I hate them little things. They get up in the attic and mess up your head. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God's good. We're just going to stay in here. Because I think they need to hear this. We are on radio Monday through Friday, 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening. 10 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the evening. 8, 10 a.m. You help us get the word out. Uh, how many of you caught any of it this last week? Okay. If You need to catch it. All right? Get, because we're on there. Buddy was with me and we... wow anyway we got into some stuff so I want you I want you to get it's going to be more and more important we're going to be uh, diving into things about issues of the day and what the Bible has to say the Bible has to say listen carefully many people don't believe this 
because they haven't studied the Bible. They've gone to church and used it as, a, as an entertainment session. And if, the, you know, they're more, it, it, some people, you understand, some people are more interested in elegance of speech than they are the power of God. And Paul said, that's not the way I came to you. I came to you in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. But the Bible has something to say about the border situation. If you can't enter into heaven by one, by one, but by one gate, hello, Then, and, and, and there's going to be extreme vetting there. You don't have the right answers, you ain't getting in. You can't bring your belief system with you. You will assimilate to heaven or you won't get in. Woo, shout me down now. You know, I wouldn't be welcome in a lot of churches. But y'all invite me here every Sunday. God's got a lot to say about it. And yet, we've sided in and voted with people that have no business being an authority. No business. And guess what they do? They use the color of a person's skin to manipulate it against us. And that's because the body of Christ is known people after the flesh instead of after the spirit. The total opposite of what God said. When you get to heaven, it doesn't, God don't care if it's brown, black, or white, purple, or green. As long as you, you're vetted and you assimilate to heaven and you got the right answer to get in through that gate. And it ain't going to say, well, I've been a good person. I tried to do my best. God says, that just isn't good enough. You're disqualified. And you can have CNN standing right there. Poor little thing. They're just trying to immigrate to heaven. <laughs> do you think God cares what CNN thinks about, about it? See, God's a true leader. Okay. We talk about those kind of things. Okay? So, I just want to encourage you to spread the news. All right? Glory to God. God's good. And pray for Pastor Ronnie. Because I'm going to be blunt. All right. Glory to God. All right, we're going to have 180 stay in here with us today. We're going to do part two. Everybody say part two. Part two. To our subject matter of authority today. And it's entitled, Training for Reigning. We talked about learning to excel for a month before this. We're in training. Here, I believe, is a mistake. Oh, let's pray. Father, I thank you right now giving us ears to hear, hearts to receive. And Lord, give me clear and precise thought and accurate words to convey what you're saying to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Here's a mistake 
that I believe that sometimes we make. And I believe it's, it's a lie. It's been a lie that we've taken hook, line, and sinker by the church. I'm talking about because we didn't know. That, you, know we, you know, some people played church games. Even pastors, you know, play church games. And that is all that God's interested in is you accepting the sacrifice of Jesus forgiving you of your sins. He forgave you of your sins so you wouldn't live the same screwed up life before. He came to give you a new life. The Bible tells us in the book of Corinthians, you are a new creation. Everybody say new creation. New creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. What's new? Everything in the new creation. Everything in the new creation. Old things are passed away. Your old stinking life's supposed to die. You're supposed to bury it. That's what water baptism is, burying the old man. And so because of that, there are many people that it believed on Jesus to forgive them of their sins, but hasn't truly made him Lord. And because of that, they think that, well, I don't need to, I went to church and, and I got saved. And there are some that, that, well, you know, church is not the four walls of this building, so I got my own church. It's out there in the hunting blind. There are people that ever tell me that. It's out there in the country. I, I just look at all the wonders that God made. And you have no con that person has no concept of the purpose of them being reborn. And I've said it for years, and I know that people have laughed at it, but I've said it for years. If, if, if that's all God's interested in, is where you go after you die, then why, why? It seems like it would make more sense. I mean, I, I've got enough sense to, to, it would make more sense the moment that you make Jesus, the, you know, you, your Savior. It would be best, in my opinion, to turn to his angel, Scotty, and say, beam them up before they screw it up. But that didn't happen to you, did it? Because God's got a purpose. You're his ambassador on earth. Okay? You, you're supposed to represent him. Now, is he defeated? Is he griping? And he, is he murmuring and complaining? Is he sitting on the throne with wrinkles on his forehead because he's worried about what's going to happen on earth? No. He's sitting on the throne and he laughs at the nations. Well, I'm having a sketch drawn. We're going to re-sketch and I'm going to have it in the background all the time. And here's the sketch. Jesus sitting on the throne, just sitting there. And he's got his feet on, on, uh, you know, uh, on the heads of his, uh, of, of his enemies. That's his footstool. Got a scepter of righteousness and his crown is kind of tilted a little bit. And he's just laughing real hard, looking at the nations. 
You need to let Jesus grow up in you. All right. Y'all still love Jesus. This is, this is part two. Everybody say part two. Now, <clears throat> Pastor Zona kicked this off on November the 30th. And it's, her, her title was how, how to Dress in Your Authority. Ephesians tells us how to do so, Ephesians chapter 6. You get dressed for the occasion. Everybody say dressed for the occasion. You need to get dressed for the occasion. What in chapter 6 does he tell? Put the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth, uh, sword of the spirit, uh, the shield of faith, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Not perspiration, preparation. <laughs> Although you will probably have to perspire to get the work done. Uh, uh, what is that? Dress for the occasion. What's the occasion there in Ephesians chapter 6? The occasion is we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Be strong in the Lord and of the power of His mind. Indicating there is going to be a spiritual battle that will take place in each and every generation, progressively to, progressing towards the end of the age. Everybody say the end of the age. And the church is, this is called the church age. The age which the church is supposed to influence society. A generation and generations to come. So dressing for the occasion. Many people are not dressed for the occasion. We, we act like we have no help. I'm talking about some people, you understand? I know they're not here today, but I like to point the finger at them. Um, we act like we're hopeless and helpless. No. This is the church's finest hour. Right now. Because he's built the church for 2,000 years for this moment. That the gates of hell cannot prevail against. All right. And by the way, Phyllis Livesey taught Wednesday night. Matthew chapter 16, where he says, I'll build my church. The word church here refers to a governing body, ecclesia. Not just a gathering of a group of people. You can gather at a, at a concert or, or something like that. That's not what we're doing. Yeah, we sing. That's why we want you to sing. Yeah, we sing, but we're not gathering here for a concert where we're just, you know, man, you got a great voice and we admire somebody else. No, no, no. That part of that getting you to sing is, the, is equipping you to be the church, the governing body, a governing body that has influence on earth. That's what the word church there means. That's why he said the gates of hell shall not prevail against it in Matthew 16. Jesus said this, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, I, the Lord corrected me because I'm going to refer to something. 
In the book of Revelation says, He, Jesus, has the keys of death, hell, and the grave. I don't have the keys to it. He does. But the church has been given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. He, that's what he said. I'm going to build my church and I'm going to give the church the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Where's the church at? On earth. But we got the keys from heaven. And he says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Who's got a set of keys on them right now? You got a set of keys? Let me, let me, let me have them just a second. There's more than one key on here. Now, I'm assuming right here, Lori, this key is to your automobile. Okay. You know this key can't fit any other. It only fits that automobile. Keys are plural in, in Matthew chapter 16. Plural. So that means God's got a key for every dilemma, every situation, every sphere or realm which you live in. A key. And he's given you, the church, the keys to the kingdom of heaven. So you can unlock heaven on earth and bind and lock up hell on earth. You've been given the keys. Keys are authority. Okay? Now listen carefully. Authority, right here. This key in my hand, right here, gives me authority over Laurie's automobile. If I didn't have this key, I wouldn't have the authority over Laurie's automobile. Are you following me? Okay. Jesus has given you the church the authority of heaven on earth. He said, I'm going to give them to you. I'm going to give them to you. You have them. So when we pray, we're not praying beating the air. When we pray, we're not praying to see if God will do anything. We're praying with the authority of those keys. What are those keys? The written word of God, every promise in the, in the word of God is exceeding great and precious. And by these we're made partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Second Peter chapter 1. Okay? But when you pray, you can't pray the doubt and unbelief. You know, I, I've, heard, I've heard this said many times, and, and we got songs that sang it, and one of the songs that I just really despised through the years is this. Just say a prayer for me. Just say a prayer. I'll say a prayer for you. You just say a prayer for me. Prayer 
is nothing more than vain words if there's no authority behind it. People with, that don't serve God are praying prayers. They may be praying it to some fat man. You got a big belly, that ought to tell you something. Okay. Or you could, they could be praying it to some, some statue or, or some, they could be praying it to animals or birds and bees. They're praying it to nature. That's why they call that climate change is a religion. Okay. My point is, God's, your praying, just making a, state, a blanket statement like that is inaccurate. In fact, most of the time, we don't want to be accurate. Because then we have to expose some things. You say, well, just pray for me. Just pray. Well, what do you want me to pray? What what is your basis? And listen, I stand outside Lori's car all I want to. I ain't getting in. It ain't starting if I did get in, if I don't have the key. Are you, are, are you, are you comprehending what we're talking about? God has given us the keys of his kingdom. The keys to God's kingdom of heaven on earth are in the hands of the church the ecclesia, the governing body. And he's telling us you got to get, that's why he said get dressed for it. Get ready for it. Because you're going to go into a world that is full of corruption and that is full of the devil, but the devil's gates cannot prevent you from unlocking heaven that will blow it wide open. You got the keys. Keys carry with it authority. Now, here's the other thing. In that verse, or in that, in that, you'll find it in Matthew chapter 16, where Jesus is asking Peter, who do men say that I the Son of Man am? He says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. He didn't say, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Big, big difference. Big difference. If, I have, if, 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 if you have the keys to this building, you got a key to get in the building. But that doesn't mean you have the keys of the building. Because you could get in this building and still be locked out of other portions of this building. The key to the building is one key. But the keys of this building get you access to every aspect of the building. Now, we're not talking about this building. We're talking about the kingdom of God. So he says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. That means I'm giving you all the keys of the kingdom of heaven. 
Man, that is a powerful statement, man. That's kind of almost makes your, 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 your knees knock and the palms of your hands get a little sweaty. The keys of the kingdom. The keys of the kingdom. So that whatever you're facing right now, when the devil makes you look like there's no hope, no help, and you're lost and undone, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. We're going to use the keys of the kingdom and we're going to unlock heaven on the situation. Are you following? But to do so, listen, Lori gave me those keys. But I don't know what all those keys are to. I have no idea what they're to. That is most Christians right there. Have no clue. Because we've used Sunday morning as nothing more to reaffirm that when I die, I'm going to heaven. I just got to be reminded of that every week. And so you get tired of being reminded of it. So now you're showing up once a, once a month. Maybe ever two or three times a year. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the other people. <laughs> Do you understand? What we're doing here is purposed. Not by Ronnie Allen, but by God. And you that are viewing by live stream, I want you to pay attention right here. Every time we meet, every time we meet, you want to hear God sharpen your spiritual skill so that when you pray, you pray with accuracy, you pray with force, and you pray with boldness because you know that this key unlocks that door. You're not fumbling around. Oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I, how many of you have ever been in a hurry and had a pack of keys and you're fumbling around? I got to hurry, I got I to hurry, I got to hurry. Somebody help me, somebody help me. <laughs> you're not familiar with the keys. Because you're not familiar with the keys, guess what? You're panicking because time is short. Time is short. There was one, uh, one married couple, this is years ago. It's nothing recently. They had an incident that was very serious, very quick. And they called me 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. Something like that. And they called me, and, and, and they're falling all apart. And the situation was grave. It was bad. And this is what I told him. All right, stop it. Listen. You need to not yield to fear. And right now, use your authority in the name of Jesus. You say, Pastor Ronnie, well, listen. I want somebody in a foxhole who knows how to get a hold of God. I don't need somebody in a foxhole who's going to fall apart with me. Are you, are you understanding? Yeah. But see, if you're unfamiliar with it, you don't know what the keys are to, you're fumbling around, and you, you don't know. Pastor Zona made a statement here when she was talking about excellence with Daniel. Daniel, you can find this in Daniel chapter 6. Daniel 
When the decree was made that he couldn't pray, you know, or, or, or exalt or anything for 30 days, anybody other than the king. You know what Daniel did? What he always did. What he was familiar with doing. He didn't let the decree of the king interfere with the authority that was supreme over the king's authority. And he opened his window and he prayed towards Jerusalem just like he'd always done. You know where that got him? In the lion's den. So many people are afraid to be in the lion's den. You know why we're afraid? Because we haven't been making this our lifestyle. <laughs> Daniel opened up the window and just went ahead and prayed that way anyway. Because that decree is not bigger than the decree of God. Does that make sense to you? So you, you, you dress for this daily. It's not something you just do once in a while, once in a week. It's not something, it's daily. You put on the helmet of salvation daily, the breastplate of righteousness daily, the belt of truth daily, having the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, and have your feet Shod, put on your shoes. I could say it this way. Put on your dancing shoes so you can dance all over the devil's head. Okay? But that is something that is purposed. That's something that you have to be trained in. You have to become skilled at that. And the church has not had the power to do what he's going to do in these last days. Listen, we're not going back to pre-pandemic days. Well, I've heard people say, well, I'll be glad when things get back to normal. Normal's what got us here. God's upset the apple cart, and he's done it for a purpose, to get the church out of its uh, Laodicea. You know what that means? That means it's mediocrity. That means it's half awake, half asleep attitude. God has woke up the church. And I'm talking about the true church. I'm not talking about somebody that y'all understand, right? Do I need to roll my eyes for you to get the point? He's, he's done. We're woke. Not woke in the sense of the world. But we're awake. And that's what he told the church in the book of Ephesians. Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. Quit living like a dead person is what he's saying. It has no power. It has no authority. And I'm, I'm, I'm just rattling here. This was all for somebody. All right. Let me give you some things right here. Authority is, is absolutely the power to influence. Now, we're not talking about there's authority and there's power. And sometimes the word in the, in the King James Version in the, in the uh, New Testament, the Greek, uh, we get them in, intertwined and we get confused on there. And they're not necessary. You've got to find out the original Greek word there to, to know. 
the original Greek word has to do with legal right or privilege. Legal right or privilege. It's not the force. There's the other word power that means force. It's called deutimus. And it means dynamite force. The force behind the authority, if you would. Okay? We're talking about authority. And, and it's authority is the power, the legal force to influence. Especially because of one's commanding manner. We'll say it another way. Boldness. Ever heard of the Holy Ghost boldness? The boldness of the Holy Ghost? Why is that? The Holy Ghost is the power for, to, to enforce that. And it gives a command. Peter stood up boldly on the day of Pentecost. After he's filled with the Holy Ghost, he boldly. This is the same guy just a few weeks ago denied Jesus and was uh, uh, denied him three times with, with absolutely turned chicken. But now he's been baptized with the Holy Ghost and he has a boldness and he stands up there and he boldly preaches the gospel and 3,000 people were influenced by that boldness and got saved that day. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. How would you like to be standing at the cash register in line at the grocery store and someone asks you a question and you boldly preach the gospel and everybody in line got saved? <laughs> well, you got to become skilled in the word of righteousness. Boldness. Be especially because of one's commanding manner of boldness or recognize knowledge or skill. We should become so skilled in the word of righteousness that, 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 that people have sense a commanding voice from us. You understand? Now, in love, everybody say in love. In love. We're, we're, the reason why we speak the truth is because of love. Listen, when you lie to somebody, it means you don't, you're not showing any love. Okay? And they've been lied to. Now, that's authority. We're in training for that kind of authority. The word training here. I've not really gotten on to it much, but we're going to talk about it just for a minute. Training is like, it's the best way I know how to use is the reins that's R-E-I-N-S, on a bridle of a horse. Those reins are meant to control or maneuver the horse in a certain direction to where sometimes it needs to stand still and sometimes it's to be released to, to, for them to go move forward. You can also take those reins and, and back a horse up. Are you following? Those reins are sent to control. Now you take a horse that is that has just been uh, broke, it's going to be a little bit rougher. Everybody say rough. rough. Okay. 
That means where you had, I, mean, I, I, I was driving down the road one time and, and the Lord told me, he says, I want you to do this. And I, I said, Lord, if that's really you, tell me again. And you know what he said? You know it's me. <laughs> you know what he's doing? I, I, was, I, was, I was trying to play the rough thing. Like, I'm really not sure whether that's you or not. He said, you know it's me. And he, what was he doing? The Holy Ghost had the reins of, of my thoughts. And he was, this is what I want you to do. Are you, are, are you understanding? Now, the reason why I didn't want to do it is because I didn't think I, I had the uh, authority to do so. Anything God tells you to do, you can do. Do you know that you can cast out a devil? You. I'm not talking about the preacher. You can cast the devil out. You can cast the devil out. And it doesn't, you don't have to be, a, a, you know, old gray-headed guy up here with a mustache walking around. You don't, you, don't, you don't have to be raised in a pastor's home. There's a lot of pastor's uh, kids that don't know what I'm talking about. You can cast out the devil. Do you know why you can? Because God told you to. You can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will recover. They will recover. They will recover. You can lay hands on when you do it with his authority. All right, stay with it now. This word rain, reigns on a bridal's horse. It is there for controlling or directing is a, is a better word that I would like to use versus controlling. It directs the horse in the direction that it needs to go. Okay? So training here is directing us in the way we should go. There is a point, though. How many of you know, how many of you are familiar with horses? I mean, really, I'm not talking about been horseback riding 10, 20 years ago. I'm talking about raised horses or been around them. Do you know there's a point by which a horse can become so trained that you can give the horse free rein? How many of you ever heard that free rein? You can give them total free rein. Because they, they have been so trained. How many of you have ever been to the rodeo in San Antonio? Been, been, where, well, I see. We've got a few city slickers, not many. <laughs> but if you ever, if, have you ever, ever watched them where they bring out the cutting horses and a bunch of calves and you think, well, what is that? What is it? You know, let's, get to the, let's get to the pitching fits. You know, where the horses are jumping up and down and trying to get, buck the guy off or the bull riding or something like that. But it's very important when you're calf roping or when you're doing it, they bring out the cutting horses. If you watch carefully, those horses are so trained, most of the time, all the rider does is hang on to the saddle horn and gives the horse free rein. And they can cut a particular calf out of the herd. Free rein. But they have to be so trained. Do you get the clue right here? The clue is, God wants us so skilled that he gives us free rein. 
He sits with the authority upon our heart. And we cut the devil right out. Are y'all here? Okay. Y'all with me? All right, it's going to get very interesting real quick. Authority comes with responsibility. Now, the word responsibility, many people are afraid of it. In fact, I was always told uh, if you're looking for people for leadership, you want people in leadership that are looking for responsibility, not someone looking for authority. Why is that? Because responsibility means they want the ability to respond. Did you get that? That's what responsibility is, the ability to respond. Respond in what way? The way Jesus would. And with that comes with an equal amount of authority. So with authority comes responsibility, but with responsibility comes authority. Let me give you an example. Remember uh, in the parable of the talents where the nobleman was going into a far country to receive a kingdom and he brought in ten of his servants and he gave each one of them a talent and he, he divided them up according to their ability, their ability, responsibility, ability. Okay? And one went and took and he gained beside that, that one talent, he gained ten more. What was he doing? Was he just using his authority, uh, you know, to serve himself? Or was he concerned about himself? Or was he there to be responsible with his master's goods? And then the one that went and hid was more concerned about himself than he was the authority that had been given him. And therefore he became irresponsible. So we got to understand the mechanisms and the makeups of, of authority. There are various aspects to authority. I'm going to touch on those. Let me, let me give you, just so you'll, let's, let's go to John chapter 1. We'll just go right there because of time's sake. I want you to go to John chapter 1. We're only going to read three verses here. We'll read, uh, starting with verse 11 through uh, 13. Speaking of Jesus, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power. That word power there doesn't mean might. It means authority. To become the sons of God. Notice what it says here. To become the sons of God. Jesus was the only begotten son of God. But Jesus paid the price so that 
as many as believed on him has been given the authority to become the sons of God. Now, I want you to think about this. If we were conscious that we were really the children of God, sons and daughters of God, if we really believed that we came into the brotherhood of Jesus and our consciousness was so full of it, how much would our lifestyle be transformed. But when you're constantly being beat up and told that you're just a scum in a rotten bucket, just all sinners, just all sinners, it says right here we have the authority to become the sons of God. Do you think the sons of God are sinners? I, I want live stream to know I'm not in here by myself. <laughs> I just gave you a liberating word right there. That's a liberating word. Think about it. If you were conscious of the fact that Jesus, the one that defeated the devil through the through death, hell, and the grave, and has the keys of that in his hand, and he's turned around, and big brother Jesus has given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven on earth. And you are in the Jesus brotherhood. It would change your life. Now you've got to renew your mind to that. Yeah. Totally transform your life. Then you wouldn't, we wouldn't have this hopeless and helpless attitude. Glory to God. Let me, I'm going to try to read it. But as many as, them re, as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You, it, it, listen, if you didn't believe on his name, you wouldn't even be here today. You wouldn't be viewing my live stream. So he's talking about if you just believe on his name, you would be into, born into the brotherhood of Jesus Christ himself. Yes. Carrying the same type of authority. You just and I just haven't been developed in it. Look at this. Which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now some commentators believe that that verse re refers to Jesus, who was not born uh, of the will of the flesh, but the will of God. And it does. But it also, and it says other commentaries are saying, referring to our born again experience. Now think with me just a minute. 
How many of you believe Jesus' birth was miraculous? Only God could pull that off. How many of you believe that when you got born again, that was a miracle? The rest of you don't believe it? Do you believe that's a miracle? You got born again. Listen, we know what a scumbucket you was. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. Glory to God. I got news for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, only God could have pulled that off. Here's what I want you to grasp and underline and get this in your head and in your heart. The new birth is a supernatural birth in the same class as of the virgin birth. Only God could have pulled it off. So being born into the family of God is just as a miracle as as when Jesus was born into the earth of man. He's referred to as the Son of Man. You'll find Jesus always referring to Himself as the Son of Man when they put Him on the spot. He knew He was the Son of God. When when He was speaking over and and He was trying to uh, get people to that didn't understand not to understand... He had referred to the Son of God as as if it was somebody else. But he knew who he was. Are you all with me? Okay. Right here it says, even those that believe on his name become the sons of God. Are you hearing that? Authority. Oh, man, that is so good. I could just stay right there all the time. The authority to become the sons of God. Sons and daughters, sons and daughters, have had the name of the Father transferred to them. They carry on the name. Listen to what Jesus said. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it that the Father may be glorified in the Son. He's not only going to be glorified in Jesus, but he'll be glorified in you. Now, I'm not trying to elevate you to be equal with Jesus because if it wasn't for what he did, if it wasn't for the firstborn. Jesus, help me. I asked you, and you're doing it. Jesus opened the matrix. For you to follow after. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus demonstrated to us our purpose. When you begin to comprehend and begin an understanding of the type of authority we're talking about, it begins to transform your thinking. The other day, Zona and I were watching uh, college football, and we watched Alabama play Georgia. She brought this up Thursday, and I'm going to use it again. And Alabama was the underdog. Alabama wound up beating Georgia. Georgia hadn't been undefeated all year long. Okay? Alabama won. And they interviewed the quarterback. You know how they just do those? They stuck a microphone in his face and asked him questions. And he said, well, how did you deal with all these opinions that put you the underdog? And he made a statement. I want you to get this. He said, I had purpose before they had opinions. You got a purpose before the world has an opinion of you. Don't let the world's opinion become your purpose. Get your purpose in Christ. And as you get your purpose in Christ, then they're going to come and they're going to, devil's going to try to find out. Well, how did you do that? Just like Peter did. Peter did this. You find this in Acts chapter 3. Him and John were going to go into the temple and there's a lame man been there for years. In fact, Jesus probably walked past him I don't know how many times. And he's begging alms. He did it it every day. And so they're headed to the temple. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he, he, he used the authority of the name and then he took him by the hand and he jerked him up on his feet and the power of God went into his ankle bones and his legs and he began to run and leap and praise God and then a whole, everybody in that temple began to look with amazement and wonder and when Peter saw it, he said, do you guys really think that by some power or our power, or holiness, this man was made strong. Listen to Acts chapter 3. <laughs> this one statement. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about. Oh my goodness. Acts chapter 3. Verse 16. Listen to this. And it's his name through faith in his name. Your faith, your confidence, your trust in his name has made this man strong. Listen, the world uses the name of Jesus Christ in in vanity, in vain. But we don't use the name of Jesus in, in vain. He says... 
Listen, how many people, when they use the, the name of Jesus in vain, how many people get up and walk? No, they don't, do they? Why? Because there's no authority that way. He said, His name, true faith in His name, has made this man strong whom you see, the faith which is by Him hath given this man this given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all authority 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 god has given us his authority on earth and faith gives us access our confidence to use that authority that's why we use it with such boldness are are you following what i'm saying I, I, I'm, I'm really just, we're just touching the surface. There are many levels of authority. Many levels. The supreme level of authority is God's Word. Okay? God's Word is authority. That's the supreme. Okay? Then there's a higher level. What we call the higher levels of authority. Now, one of the, the higher level of authority is truth. Truth is an authority. Listen. Truth will prevail over a lie. It doesn't matter whether the newspaper says it, whether the news media says it or not, or whether it's even written in the history books. If it is written in the Word of God, it is so. That's why you embrace truth. Because it'll stand forever. Unshakable. Why? Because it's based on the supreme authority. Are you following me? The foundation or the supreme of authority, we get all of our authority from this supreme authority. The word of God. And the word of God is spoken with all truth. Therefore, truth has its roots in the supreme authority. You understand now the level. You get down to another level. Then we have lower levels of authority. I'm going to give you this. I wasn't going to for time. But you know what? You got time to hear this. You don't want to be when your baby's got fever at 3 o'clock in the morning. Now, what did he say? Okay. The lower level of authority. That's the higher powers. It's truth. The next level under that, under truth in the higher levels, is the authority of conscience. Sin contaminates your consciousness. And the Bible tells us whatever is not of faith is sin. Why? Because sin contaminates your consciousness. People, there are people that have no conscience. Why do they not have a conscience? In fact, there are people that will kill you. The Bible talks about it. They'll kill you and think they did God a service. Where did they get that from? 
their conscience is contaminated with sin. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Conscience really means co-science, or two knowledges, knowledge of without and knowledge within. Conscience. The lower levels of authority, and I'm going quick through these because there's a lot here. The lower levels of authority are delegated authority. Everybody say delegated. delegated. In other words, it didn't originate with you. It was, it was, it, it was given to you. Entrusted to you. And it proceeds out of responsibility. And it never exceeds that responsibility. Like I can't just go into your house and move all your furniture around. You have to delegate that to me. Okay? Then there is stipulated authority. Stipulated authority is authority based on a condition or an agreement. A condition or agreement. Listen carefully. This stipulated authority, if the conditions are violated, then the authority is revoked. Okay? It's really a permission by condition. Remember that. Stipulated authority is permission by condition. Then there's customary authority. Now, you have to really be careful about this one because customary authority is authority based on common practice. Everybody's doing it. This is the one that can be easily violated. It will easy, easily try to uh, violate higher levels of authority. And then the last one there is functional authority. Everybody say functional. Based on a service, operation, or a work. God imparts operational authority through the gifts and callings he's given us. The authority is subject and interconnected with the overall authority chain. Now I'm going to give you these last three things. Then... We're going to pray. And I want you to pray with authority. Don't give me lip service. Okay. There are, authority comes only three ways. There's only three ways that authority comes. Number one is by birth. Number two is by training. And number three is by impartation. We could say delegation. That's part of importation. Birth, training, or importation. When hands are laid on you, there's an importation that takes place. It's not meant to just make you feel emotional. And yet, that's the blessing that most people take away from it. They'll take that laying on of hands, that impartation, and they'll feel the emotion, but five years, six years, six days, six minutes in some cases, they cannot tell you what was imparted. 
We let the emotion override the spiritual aspect of it. It is when there's hands laid on you, something was instilled in you. It was an impartation. That impartation now gives you a certain level of authority. Am I making sense? Glory to God. And I'm going to stop right there because time. Let me just say one last thing and then we're going to pray. Why are we going to pray? We got elections coming up. Any attempt to overthrow a higher level of authority with a lower level is rebellion. In other words, if you appeal to an authority that's over you, and uh, that authority, somebody is in that authority and they don't recognize it, then you have to appeal to a, a level of authority that's above them. Are you following? That's what D- Daniel did. There was a king that had authority. He made a decree. It could not be altered after the decree was made. But Daniel did not let that lower level of authority, which was rebellion against God, subvert what he knew was supreme authority. Are you understanding? So he just went around and appealed to the supreme authority and God turned around and overrode, overrode a lesser level of authority. Am I making sense to you now? You and I need to understand the authority on which this country was founded upon was the authority of the word of Almighty God, supreme, that we have been endowed with certain inalienable rights or privileges, which rights and privileges mean authority, from God. From who? Not the President of the United States. Not, not, not the Senate. Not the House of, of, of Representatives. Not even the Supreme Court. Because none of those gave us those authorities or privileges. Do you understand? Now, The country was set up whereby we, the people, gave each and every one of them authority. Their authority comes from the people, and the people's authority comes from God. Are y'all understanding now? But when the people don't know where their authority comes from, And they just make the spiritual aspect of their being nothing more than a religious duty about getting to heaven after they die. They don't exercise that authority. And thereby, those that are in authority that we gave them authority to become tyrants. Dictators. Stripping you of your freedom because you don't have enough sense to come in out of the rain. The foundation 
of this country, its authority, why is it done so well? It's done so well because its authority came from God given to the people to worship God and thereby they gave their authority to those that are in positions of authority. Are you following me? But when their authority tries to supersede the authority that we gave them, then they are rebelling against God's supreme authority. Are you following now? That's why he tells us to pray. And when we pray, we don't pray to see if God's going to do something. We pray with authority. Are y'all understanding me now? This is what we're heading to in 2024. Yeah, it's an election year, but it's more than an election year. We're not only going to vote in the voting booth, but we're going to vote on our knees. And we're putting God as Lord over the United States. Are you following me? Jesus Christ of Nazareth sits on the throne and all nations will bow down to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And the church is to represent that authority to cause that other authority to bow to it. You say, Pastor Ronnie, better be careful. You don't want anybody. I want the whole United States to hear this. The church has to step into the authority that's been given us through Christ Jesus. It's superior to those renegades in Washington or Austin or city council or the school board. Are you, are, are, you, are you hearing me? Yes. I'm setting you up for, to do something. We need to quit being mealy mouth and griping about it and take our authority. It's been given to us by God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you were to step outside, somebody's trying to break in your car. How many of you are going to step in? Hey, that's my car. How many of you do that? Oh, now, now, that's my car. Let's be reasonable. No, that's my car. Get your grimy little fingers off my car. You will pay a price. Are you following? Okay. That's what the devil's done to our nation. God rules and reigns in the affairs of men. And he rules and reigns in this nation and we're not going to let the devil think that he can take it over by rebellion. Glory to God. You're welcome to stand if you can. I'm glad I don't have to sit down right now. Glory to God. Now I want, listen, I want you to believe this. This is confident. This is, Peter on the day of Pentecost spoke with boldness. We need to pray with boldness. Holy Ghost boldness. He told us to pray for those that are in authority. We're going to do so right now. Glory to God. We pray for the office of the president, all the senators, all the congressmen. We pray right now for the Supreme Court. 
We pray for the governor, the lieutenant governor, all those that serve on a state level. We pray for our city and our city council. We pray for the commissioner's court. We pray right now for all the municipal judges, the justice of the peace. We pray right now with authority based upon what you told us to do. We're exercising our authority. They come from heaven. And the church of the Lord Jesus Christ has been authorized to influence this generation. And right now we take our place in the name of Almighty God, the name of Jesus the Christ. And we invoke the name of Jesus Christ right now across this land in every governing body, federal, state, and local levels. And we say in the name of Jesus, if you that are serving in office don't know Him, we thank you, Father, that your Spirit begin to move on their hearts. And Father, open up their understanding that they may come to the knowledge of the truth. But after the knowledge of the truth has come to them, if they refuse and rebel, we thank you, Father, that they be taken out of office. For you're able to put in and you're able to take out. We want them to be removed from office. And we pray right now for righteous leadership, federal, state, and local levels in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that your church would be aroused and awakened out of sleep and know that they can pray with authority and heaven will hear and will heal in the name of Jesus and restore glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for your hand in, this, in, this, in these primaries and in this election. You see the forces of evil trying to influence its outcome. But Father, we stand on the word of righteousness. Glory to God. The truth of your word. And we declare in the name of Jesus your hand in these primaries and this election. The turning of this nation. An awakening, Father God, all across this land that the church would be unashamed and bold in their authority with love in their hearts. Glory to God. That the gates of hell shall not prevail against. Glory to God. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. How many of you men are married? Raise your hand. 
you're, if you're married, I want you to keep your hand up a minute. Because I'm talking to you. It's time for you to get your house in order. Glory to God. Do you hear, you hear what I'm saying? I'm talking about your spiritual house in order. Quit letting your wife take the spiritual lead because you haven't. I don't mean that you have to become forceful. I mean that you have to take your place. That's what she's always wanted anyway. We're not talking about a dictator. We're not talking about a bully. That's not what I'm talking about. You want, you, you, you want your house to flow with the lines of authority that God has spelled out. Not, not me, God did. When you take the lead, she'll submit to the need. Are you following me? Now, when I talk about lead here for a moment, I'm gonna, I gotta explain that. That means you do it first. She shouldn't have to ride your back. Wow. Good thing the orphan's already taken. You understand what I'm saying? If she's got to hound you to go to church. I know of men right now, young men. Their spouse is, their, their wives are asking them, begging them, hounding them to take them to church. And you know what they're doing? They're always too busy. You know what I find out? If leadership doesn't make the change, then change comes from the bottom. A change is going to happen. Do you, do you understand? It's time for you to take it. Embrace it. You'll be happy, and she'll be in love with you. That's why my wife loves me so much. <laughs> Glory to God. Father, we thank you right now. Before you created America, before you instituted America, you instituted instituted the marriage between one man and one woman. You instituted the family before America was ever put on earth. So Father, I, right now, I speak to the families that are represented here, to the marriages. Father, I thank you right now for godly order in their households. In the name of Jesus. So that your love would flow. And there would be peace. 
in the name of Jesus. Now you that are single, you that are single parents, right now you have not been left out. Glory be to God. Partner with God. Partner with God and let Him become your partner in your household. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we praise you right now. I thank you right now. Yeah, what the devil's messed up, God will restore. Yes. God breathe will bring restoration. Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus name. Right now. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you believe that? Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you right now. If there's anyone that doesn't know you, that's here or viewing by live stream, I thank you, Lord, that you draw them. You, you drew them. Or, or they wouldn't be here. You drew them to the live stream. Father, I thank you right now as you've drawn them. I thank you that you help them to open their heart. Right now, open your heart. If that's you, open your heart. Say, Jesus, come in. Be Lord of my life. Give me your way of living. Teach me. Train me. You'll do that. Jesus will come in and totally transform your life. In fact, people that have been around you, won't, won't, they'll be amazed. They'll look and say, I, I, you've changed so much. You're not the same person I used to know. That's what Jesus wants to do for you. And you'll be happy. Glory to God. And life will be rich. Father, I thank you right now. We pray for them. We thank you, Father, that you help them to do that today. In Jesus' name. If you're here and that's you, I want you to go somebody to in the lobby there, one of the guest hosts, and they'll be able to give you some material I want you to follow through with, okay? Just, just do that. Say, I made Jesus the Lord of my life today. If you're viewing by live stream, if you will email us, we'll be, gl be glad to send you material as well. Praise the Lord. Father, I thank you as we leave that your grace surrounds us like a shield, follows us wherever we go. And thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our land. Lord, now, Lord, I thank you that we hear your voice and the voice of another we won't follow. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've given us your name to use and you've commissioned your angels to watch over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. And you've given us the name of Jesus to use. And we use the authority of that name and we declare in the name of Jesus there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Father, as we leave this place and we go into our everyday lives, every person we come in contact, let your love so fill us so full that every person we come in contact with, your love oozes out of us and touches them 
with the truth of the gospel. We give you the praise and thanksgiving for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. This is what I want you to make note of. It's not 12 o'clock yet. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.